0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. Sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know that y'all have (laughs) a million other things that you probably need to be doing today. So I'll try and use this time wisely and I appreciate it. For those of you all that continue to share the podcast and help it to grow as it (laughs) seems to be doing month after month after month. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm incredibly grateful and humbled by that. And Father, Thank you for the time to sit here and, and the people that listen and share it. I have two puppy dogs, one kitty cat today. That's about it. Nothing else really. It got hot again, sadly. So fall is not as we had hoped, right around the corner. Uh, And I think that's about it. We'll get going. So, today, we talk fairly often on the podcast about well, really often how much our founders understood that the founding of the country was tied to God. And how dependent they were upon Providence, the almighty, the creator, and and they're referring again, folks, and we, we do talk about this pretty frequently as well. They're referring to God, the Father, and Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Despite what the modern left via media, culture, entertainment, education says. And it's really apparent for those of y'all that have been listening for a while, you can see that. Once you start to dig into the actual words of our founders. But so we're going to just read through a few quotes today talking about our founders, talking about that relationship. First one is from Alexander Hamilton. You don't know much about him. He was a wrote 51 of the 85 Federalist Papers and our first, quote, constitutional lawyer, one of them. A number of other things. And this was a quote from him after the Constitutional Convention of 1787. For my own part, I sincerely esteem it, a system which, without the finger of God, never could have been suggested and agreed upon by such a diversity of interests. We've talked about how much, how bitter the founders were during that constitutional convention at one point, to the point where some of the delegates were leaving. They were so upset by it and how Benjamin Franklin stood up and gave a speech talking about the necessity for praying to God that really saved that constitutional convention. And that's that's what Hamilton is referring to right here. so when you hear people talk about a secular nation think back to some of these words you know he says without the finger of god this constitution never could have been suggested even much less agreed upon because of the wide diversity between the colonies the interests of the colonies were so varied so diverse and they were so I want to say self-centered, but that probably is, is a pretty good word for it. Ezra Stiles, we've talked about him once or twice, president of Yale College. This is out of an address entitled, The United States Elevated to Glory and Honor. before the General Assembly of Connecticut in May of 1783. In our lowest and most dangerous state in 1776 and 1777, we sustained ourselves against the British army of 60,000 troops, commanded by the ablest generals Britain could procure throughout Europe with a naval force of 22,000 seamen in above 80 men of war who but a washington inspired by heaven could have conceived the surprise move upon the enemy at princeton that christmas eve when washington and his army crossed the delaware who but the ruler of the winds could have delayed the british reinforcements by three months of contrary ocean winds at a critical point of the war Or what but a providential miracle at the last minute detected the treacherous scheme of traitor Benedict Arnold, which would have delivered the American army, including George Washington himself, into the hands of the enemy. On the French roll in the revolution, it is God who so ordered the balancing interests of nations as to produce an irresistible motive in the European maritime powers to take our part. The United States are under peculiar obligation to become a holy people unto the Lord our God. Ruler of the winds, balance the interests of the nations. So, Just a couple bits there were references to the Bible in particular, but Stiles was blatantly Christian. You know, that Crossing of the Delaware, that famous painting that most of y'all, I'm sure, are aware of, you read about it, the movement of troops and horses and equipment across this frozen river was just almost impossible. Really miraculous. And then the delaying of the of the British reinforcements like he talks about here, each of these little things, the finding out about Benedict Arnold before he could turn West Point and Washington over, the French joining on our side, all of these different points, and there's a lot more. This is just the ones that, styles chose to talk about in this part of the speech the founders not only do they show god's hand that relationship but the founders realized this and they talked about it they acknowledged it openly And a a wide a a vast array and and this one podcast i mean we're just going to get to to just a few but this last line by Stiles, the United States are under peculiar obligation to become holy people under the Lord our God. It kind of, for whatever reason to me, it goes back to John Jay's comment about the fact that we have, you know, he was our first Supreme Court Chief Justice and he said we have not only a, a privilege but a duty, a responsibility to elect Christians as our rulers in this Christian nation. And we've obviously gone away from that. We don't teach it in education anymore. I can't imagine there's very many classrooms across the country that talk about this topic or this particular speech or Alexander Hamilton's comment about the Constitution. And why? Well, because we've allowed ourselves to go along with the Supreme Court ruling from 1947 about separation of church and state, which is nowhere in the Constitution, nowhere in the Declaration, obviously goes against the intent of our founders once you start to get into it, talk about Fisher Ames and George Mason, the father of the Bill of Rights. And when you really look at the founding of our country and the ties between How we were founded and the commands from both the Old and the New Testament. We'll keep going. I think we've got enough time for a couple from Washington. Oh, yeah. Good shape. This is from, I guess this would be October the 20th, 1781. On October the 19th, the British troops under Lord Cornwallis surrendered at Yorktown. The following day, General George Washington called for a service to render thanksgiving to God. The commander-in-chief earnestly recommends that the troops not on duty should universally attend with that seriousness of deportment and gratitude of heart which the recognition of such reiterated and astonishing interposition of providence demands of us so talking about god's involvement in the war and the surrender and and the need of the troops to acknowledge particularly his role there and we're, we're going to get to something I think if we have time today but you know the idea that Washington was referring just to some random deity is just totally 100% false not accurate not historically viable by any means when you look at his personal prayer journal when you look at his his really his personal comments our founders understood freedom of religion they knew that you couldn't force a man to faith or, or not to faith that uh, uh, you had to have the ability to choose islam hinduism buddhism atheism mother naturism whatever you want to call it but the other side of that coin is is they knew without a doubt that if we didn't choose god the father Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that this nation wasn't going to last very long. And when they talked, they specifically, they talked in generalities because they didn't want to favor one denomination of Christianity over the others. And because at that time, as as story said, everybody knew who they were talking about because the population was Christian. That's how the country came to be. That's why we're struggling so much today, because we've rejected that. And the nation can't function. You know, as John Adams said, our our Constitution, our government, was only fit for a moral and religious people. And he was talking about Christianity, and we we don't have that today, and we're losing it steadily, and so therefore we're losing the country. And just as a little side note, I was talking to a man, recently, you know, and we've talked about it here on the podcast. We don't want to acknowledge that. We want to put blinders on. We want to be entertained. I was actually talking to my wife about this just yesterday. One of the things you'll see with children today, and she she immediately said, and adults are even worse about it, which is true. She does a pretty good job. Insights. Often we've, we've started to use. And, and people have done this for generations, folks, but this is the way we're doing it today. And it's, it's worse today because it's so easy. I, I feel like it's just my opinion on that. When we don't want to think about something, we, we choose entertainment. And then we, so, so we'll look at our phone forever. We'll look at our, TV screen forever. We'll get into a book for entertainment forever to avoid dealing with the real issues that we have in our life. It's escapism. And then the really nasty ones, right, are, are the ones we convince are actually good traits. We go, we sit, and we uh, I watch my girls play volleyball for hours or we watch a football game or basketball or baseball or softball. You know, we go travel ball or tennis tournament on the weekend, golf, whatever it is, hours and hours, hours, not to mention practice and money, effort, time. And then we whine and complain ourselves as adults, or we have real sympathy for our children when they whine and complain about spending even 30 or 45 minutes with God or, and I'm talking once a week there folks, that was a reference to church. Or, you know, you you don't have to go to church, but your own personal family time with God once a week or every day for five or ten minutes. (laughs) You know, we fall off in this so we don't have to pay attention to our spouse and our marriage. And then we can't figure out why everything in the world is falling apart. November 15th, 1781. Washington wrote to President of Continental Congress, Thomas McKean. I take a particular pleasure in acknowledging that the interposing hand of heaven in the various instances of our extensive preparation for this operation, talking about Yorktown has been most conspicuous and remarkable. You know, again and again, Washington, Talked about, and and so many other founders talked about this, about God's hand in the war, in the revolution, and yet today we've allowed ourselves to pretend that that isn't true, or be told it's not true. I think I got one more if I've got time. May second, seventeen seventy eight. Valley Forge. While we are zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, we certainly ought not to be inattentive to the higher duties of religion. To be distinguished to the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to laud the more distinguished character of Christian. The signal instances of providential goodness which we have experienced and which we have now almost crowned our labors with complete success demand from us in a peculiar manner the warmest returns of gratitude and piety to the supreme author of all good. I Means this is, folks, one podcast. Uh, very, very few instances, examples out of a myriad. There's just absolutely no truth when people tell you that this is a secular nation and when we allow that to continue in public education, in our public institutions, whether you're talking about the Supreme Court, you're talking about our courts in general, you're talking about law enforcement, FBI, ATF at the national level, uh, Congress, etc. Whatever it is, this is why we're completely losing our country today. And the only solution, it's not whether we elect Trump or Biden or what our foreign or fiscal policy is, domestic policy in and of itself. If, If the primary thing here is not, as Washington said, Jesus Christ, that's more important than anything else. That's what Washington said. That's the more important trait, the characters of Christianity. then we lose. Um, and until we get to that point where it's more important in our personal lives, our marriages, our families, and then our our schools, communities, and our country, we're going to continue to lose this nation and this republic. Sure do appreciate y'all joining me. Sure do look forward to it. Hope y'all get a little something out of it. Y'all remember these little quotes. Go back and listen to the quotes. You can ignore my voice just so that you have them in your toolbox. So some, When somebody says, you know, this is what we are, we're a secular nation, you know in your heart at least that that's not true, that we are a Christian nation and have to be. God bless y'all. God bless America. God bless your families. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.